What's going on, guys? Episode 12 uh, of the Stand Up Sales Podcast with my usually more handsome David Jacob. <laughs> I'm tired today, boy. I worked for almost 12 hours straight. It will be 12 hours by the end of this. So, yeah, I'm looking a bit bedraggled. You're right. But the jumper's nice, though, right? I do like the jumper. I just got a haircut, so. Yeah, the haircut looks nice, too. Um, there you go. Yeah, but today's episode was uh, was end of the day, late day. We taking a lot of sales calls this week, guys. So yeah. we wanted to make sure we kept consistent um, and did what we said we were going to do and do it every week. So um, this is the byproduct, guys. So as we said last week, we're going to talk about books that you should probably read if you want to be better at sales and just better in life. Yeah. I think the interesting thing is that we, we were kind of like just chatting before the podcast started and a lot of the books that have made us better at sales don't really have much to do with sales specifically. Like they're not like quote unquote sales guru books. Um, yes. so I think this, this one's going to be, this one's going to be valuable, whether you're in sales, whether you're an agency owner, whether you're like, you know, fucking just getting your teeth into sales, hopefully we'll give you a lot of, lots of stuff to think about. Yeah. A lot of summer reading after this yeah. one. Um, well, I guess I'll start off. Mm -hmm. My favorite is Orin Cloth. I have a lot of respect for Orin Cloth. I was saying yeah. this today this with one some, some friends. Flip the script. Mm -hmm. Um, his other one, Pitch Anything, couldn't find for the video somewhere in this, this apartment, but, um, awesome. Um, Pitch Anything is about frame control, which I know yeah. you, uh, I hop about a never one. ever talk about. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it talks about like frame and like understanding the prospect so you can sell to that prospect's personality type. You yeah. can't just be the same thing for everyone. It's not going to have a high close rate. So, 100%. um, or and then this one is kind of like the movie inception, but for sales. So it's understanding like how to <clears throat> implant the idea that your product or service is the solution to their problems. Um, super interesting book. I've, thoroughly enjoyed reading it okay so both of those were like your your like sales quote-unquote guru books right so i'm also going to mention a sales guru book don't read this fucking book this book sucks do not read to sell a human by daniel pink daniel pink if you haven't listened to this yeah you're you, you write interesting pop psychology but this is garbage the only reason i have this in my fucking shelf behind me is because it's white and i don't have another white book the minute i do it's getting replaced because this is trash Right? I swear to God, this is genuinely not really useful. Like, sold. Yeah, no, don't. Just don't bother. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> to prove my point, Sal is teaching us the techniques of improvisational theater, which, which it turns out are critical to anyone who wants to move others. Sales and theater have much in common. Both get guts. Fuck off. You heard it here first, guys. First one on the list. <laughs> All right, next one up for you. Technically, you too, so I can go again if you want. Yeah, go for a twofer. Okay, uh, so this one I really like. It's a really great psychology book. It's called The Choice Factory by Richard Schotten. Uh, he runs a, uh, basically like a behavioral psychology agency. So he goes into businesses and teaches about behavioral psych and how it has an effect on marketing. Uh, the interesting part for me is he breaks down 20 odd, 20, 25 different biases that happen in the human brain. 
Uh, and they're all marketing examples, but it shows you the effect of how choice works, right? And how, when you present for an options, people are going to be more inclined to pick one or the other, right? So big thing yeah. for me was, especially when I read it for the first time, I was like, I now understand why people are choosing in X or Y way when I present things in A or B way, right? So it's a big thing in terms of understanding the human brain. If you're interested in sales psych, if you're interested in the stuff that I tweet about and the stuff that I write about and the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, then the choice factory is going to be really good. The one caveat I would say is fairly advanced. So if you don't have a baseline understanding of psych, it's, it can be a little bit dense. It's like, I don't really get this, but yeah, hundred percent recommended. A lot of big words. A lot of big words and I'm not that bright. So yeah, maybe it's just difficult for me. Ha! A lot of big words. Um, so speaking of <clears throat> words, um, my next one is the ultimate sales letter, uh, by Dan Kennedy. This is essentially a copywriting book. And I think it also translates into like just overall sales because copywriting is just a written word, right? Sales yeah. is mostly the spoken word, but they go hand in hand, right? So it understands like how to attract your customer in an eye catching way without like writing cold emails, read this book, yeah, um, doing LinkedIn outreach read this book, Yep. creating a landing page or editing your website for conversions. Read that book. Read this book. Um, <clears throat> and it gives you like a lot of examples. I think the coolest part about it is it's like not written for anywhere near this century. Like this is like a, yep. a direct mail ad in it. And it's like, well, no one's ever gonna design an envelope in 2023, but like the principles still apply, which is like, the cool thing about that's where I kind of judge a book is like, how long can it stay relevant? Yep. Like that book is a great example of relevancy over time. Have you ever heard of the Lindy effect? The who? The Lindy effect, L-I-N-D-Y. No. So the Lindy effect basically says, however long something like remained in print or remained relevant is a fairly accurate predictor of how long it will stay relevant into the future. So Google, it's, it's a pretty interesting concept. Obviously, it's not going to be 100% accurate 100% yeah. of the time, but it's a good barometer, right? So for example, when was that letter by Dan Kennedy written? Probably what, in the maybe 80s, 90s? Uh, maybe a little bit later, I might be wrong. It's the fourth edition. Yeah. Uh, 1990. Yeah, right. Okay, so it, it's existed and been useful for the last 30 years. It's probably yeah. a fair assumption to say that it's probably still going to be useful 30 years from now. So, yeah, you, 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 you ever want to find something like whether something's going to land or last the test of time? See how long it's been around. If people are still talking about it now. It's probably still going to be talked about in about 10 years' time. Yeah, very fair. And um, then on the copywriting trail, I don't, I don't have it with mm -hmm. me, but the Boron letters, really good. Oh, Gary Halbert's amazing. It has such a, has such a great way of writing. I feel yeah. like you get a really clear understanding of how good copywriting works really quickly by reading his stuff. Yeah, super easy read. Yep. Have you um, have you read Scott Adams? It's like a one-page webpage, How to Become a Better Writer by Scott Adams. Oh, it's so good. It's literally like May 250 words. Really? Yeah, it's so good. And like, I think the first time I actually read it, I was like, wow. I use a lot of words to say less than this guy has said in 250 words. And not all of it has meaning. And it, it really does genuinely help you become a better writer after reading like one page on a script. It's crazy. Super worth it. I'll send it to you afterwards. We can yeah, put, it, like, put a link to the, the description, uh, guys. Link in the description, yeah. Um, okay, so this one is... 
I'm actually gonna say this one to last because it's it's the one that I say is like seminal reading. Anyone in sales should read that. Uh, next one for me: the hard thing about hard things. Um, ben Horowitz, who is one of the founders of Andreessen Horowitz, is so 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 interesting to read his story of how Andreessen Horowitz kind of started, all the problems that they faced. It's a really great business book, and I'm not a big fan of quote-unquote business book. Have you read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? Yeah. Good story, not great business book, kind of useless. Hard thing about hard yep. things. Really, really interesting. Really useful to see how they thought about it. It's really interesting to see like the problems that they were actually facing and how they solved them, because they are genuinely applicable, even if you are running a much, much smaller business as than, than they are all were. So like, yeah. yeah, hard thing about hard things, really, really good. There you go. Well, for if we're going off track of like sales books, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Atomic Habits. I fucking love this book. Yeah. Um, because everything in life is just habits. You're just doing something over time and like sales is like the biggest analogy of a habit. Yeah. Like you just have to do the thing over and over and over and over and over again. So yeah. like building good sales habits or just habits in your life, protect your energy, be a happier person, like will help you in business and in sales. hundred percent. And I think that's, that's something just to riff on that for a bit. I think that's something that a lot of salespeople don't really understand, right? They think about it like, Hey, I'm going to show up today and today's going to be a good day because X, Y, and Z happened. But in reality, it's not about you showing up today. It's about you showing up every day for the last six months and now as a result you are better not because you showed up today and had a good day like that is you know that's noise it's not signal yeah and like bad habits that's like a big thing that i took away from the book is like yeah making good habits is this easy but a habit is only good or bad subjectively so like creating a bad habit in sales i see it all the fucking time mm. like ah, i don't even want to do this i'll skip this i'll make 10 less dials today and then it just becomes yeah. the default action where you just do less and less and less over time you get lazy you get fired you start a new job you have the bad habits and you go down you get fired you get a new job and then it's like yeah it's like come on man like let's get Equally, some good habits. like you you can pick up bad habits from sales leadership who are like genuinely good at their job but they've had bad habits or, or there's a standard operating procedure that when they learn how to do it when they were in your shoes they picked it up from their boss or whoever it may be and you just get this continual chain of people doing dumb shit because that's how they were taught when in reality anyone from the outside looking in just kind of looks at it and goes why are you doing that that's stupid yeah. don't do that anymore and then it has this massive impact, but it's because, you know, two, three generations of people were taught the same thing by people who didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. And also like, like sale inter sales team habits, mm -hmm. like stay away from other salespeople. Like if you're in a, a group of like 10 SDRs right now, and you're listening to this video and like, you only should hang out with the top person. And if the top person is you, you should be alone. Like all salespeople do is bitch and complain oh the leads are bad this prospect sucked he didn't yeah. show up like it's like and then like misery loves company right like emotional contagion 100 percent real detach yourself 100%. from like the low performers they're probably the cool ones that want to get a drink on friday night and like go to the pub and like they're your boys you'll talk that's me we'll <laughs> <laughs> talk sports and everything and like it's easy to just like get into that yeah. i've done it and then like and you're like, oh yeah, well, my boy's not doing it. I'm not gonna do it either. Yeah. I'm gonna leave early. I'm gonna clock out. I'm gonna fake some dials and hit the weekend early. 
Yeah. Like, SS not going to put as much money in your pocket as it could, so... That's and I think that's 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 a massive thing to consider, right? So like, yeah, you can pick up good habits from reading books or like, you know, getting better as a salesperson. Dude, also put a light on. It is dark. It got dark as hell in your room all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, you can pick up good habits. The likelihood is you're probably more likely to pick up bad habits, right? If we think about this, how many good habits are you surrounded by? Probably not all that many. Whereas how many bad habits are you surrounded by? Well, everyone's got at least one. So yeah, just exactly. by law of numbers, you're going to pick up more bad habits over time versus good ones. Yeah, it's so easy. You got you to like be conscious about what you're doing on a daily basis because what you do over time compounds. And that's like the kind of the whole part of the book. Let me put this. Let me, let me turn the lights on real quick. Holy <laughs> shit. Right. There we go. Oh. We can see you now. Um, yeah, it got real dark. Here, I, I was noticing it low key. <laughs> the sun went down. Um, yeah, so habits, don't read sales like a human, boron letters, boron cloth. Yep. Hard things get harder. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid. The hard thing about hard things, not hard things get harder. I don't know what book that is. Don't read that. Yeah, it's a different bookshelf, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that, on that same vein, I see a lot of fucking tweets and like LinkedIn, like, yeah, it's good to read, like, better yourself books, but you should mix in some like, you know, fiction. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? So I, I was a massive fiction reader when I was a kid, like enormous. Like I, I probably read genuinely more fiction books as a child than most people would read in their lifetime. And I don't say that to big dick. I say that like, I was a really nerdy kid. <laughs> like I read a lot of fiction books. Um, as an adult, I don't think I've read a fiction book cover to cover in the last five years. The reason I say that is because Musashi, which is there on my bookshelf, is amazing. And I fucking love that book. But it's like 800 pages of like size 8 font. And I just can't get through a fiction book like that anymore. Like I've been, I've had that like in reading in like my, my weird like notion document of books I'm reading. I have, I've had that like in reading for the last maybe year. Because it's just yeah. so dense that I can't put myself through it. But I'm reading at the moment Buy Then Build, which is about like business acquisitions. And I'm like 400 pages through that. And it's like a 400 page book. I've literally read it once already and I'm going back through it. So it's just yeah. easier to read, right? Because it feels more relevant. Now, do yeah, I think that reading that. fiction is useful because you're in sales? Yes, but not at the rate that I used to, right? So I would say for every 10 business quote unquote books that you read, read a fiction book. A, because it will stop you getting into the habit that like reading business books is part of your job. It is not. No, it isn't. <laughs> that is something you do on the side to improve off your own back, not because you think it's going to make you better at a job. If it does make you better a job, fantastic. But don't treat that like a KPI that you need to read 100 books a year. That's dumb. Yeah, read only books that are relevant. Like you don't have to read every page of every book. And that was a big thing. Like someone told me Same. that like you can just skip ahead to chapters. And like, if you got something like, yeah, like some books, like I read recently, uh, this, the one thing. Yeah. I've got that there. Great book. Yeah. But it says the same thing. A hundred different ways. A hundred fucking yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, fuck dude. I got it. Like, fuck. 
Like, did you have like, like, what the fuck? Did you get yeah. paid by the size of your book or something? Literally, like, he got paid by word. I'm a hundred percent convinced because he says literally yeah. the exact same thing, maybe three chapters in a row. And you do look at it and you're like, "Am I missing something? <laughs> like, have I not picked up on something really key in this book that he's just glossed over really quickly? That is the reason he keeps me. But now, genuinely, he must have got paid, or yeah. he did this last that minute and only had two ideas." Like- fucking drill it in your brain i'll never forget the book i mean he did his job yeah (laughs) um but yeah some books happen to do that the my favorite book of all time Mm. so this is like a little bit on like the woozy wazzy scale well here we Um, go yeah you told me to read this this is this is pretty up there on the woozy wazzy scale i'm gonna lie to you like I fucking you love this book so much. Highlighter in this fucking bad boy. Like, let me see if I can get a little excerpt. You go. I'll pull something up. So I, I, I'm gonna riff, I'm gonna riff on this. So you told me to read this book. Maybe I think the first time I actually met you in person, and I was like, yeah. all right, shit, fuck it, let me just read it. And I remember reading like the first like page and a half, two pages. I was on a plane. I was going from um, Miami to Chicago, so it's like yeah. not even that long a plane ride. And I remember reading the first couple of pages and I looked up, I remember vividly, like looking up from my phone and going, is this guy fucking serious? And I kept reading it and I was like, okay, it kind of makes more sense now, but even still, like this is up there on the, on the woozy wazzy scale for me. Dude, I mean, it literally just, it's a book about quantum physics. Yeah, it's exactly. And that's book. why, that's why the first like entire chapter made no sense to me, especially given the conversation we had about this book that you were like, you have to read it. It'll completely change your view on like the world. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe something philosophical entire quantum physics, which is way out of my fucking like mental reach. Like here's, here's a great excerpt I have. So when you choose to experience things positively, your life will be positive. The meaning of everything is the meaning you give it and your experiences are what you say they are. I would agree with that, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like it talks about creating reality. Two pages have... prior to that, in a random spot, it'll just make no fucking sense. You need nothing outside of yourself to be wealthy. Yeah, okay. You are who you say you are. Yeah, this is where it gets a bit wishy-washy for me. It's like, well, if I don't have a job and I make no money, I'm wealthy maybe in my mind, but I still am homeless. By our inherent nature, we have a limitless potential and abilities. I can't does not exist. It is an illusion. If nothing outside of yourself can hold you back, then what is holding you back? Yeah, again, good advice. I'm happy with that one. No big deal. Yeah, it literally just, it, the, if you, like the SparkNotes version of it is like what you put energy and attention to will manifest it in some type of way. Like things will come at you and it's totally up to you, right? Like people can enter your life and you may not use those people in the way that they were intended to be used for your greater purpose. Like if you meet someone and you're like, never text them back, like you fucked up. Like maybe that person could lead you to a whole different route of life type thing. Mm -hmm. So like quantum physics is like the way in which atoms are aligned. Like this TV behind me is essentially is vibrating on a molecular basis. Um, so a lot of, some of this stuff is a little woozy wazzy, but at the end of the day, it's like all of your problems are your own yeah. and own the fuck up to it. And you can change your reality with doing nothing different in your life. hundred percent. 
So I'll I'll give an example of this again from my more subtle perspective. There's a book called uh, The Courage to Be Disliked, and oh oh, has he got it? Has he got it? Let's go! One of the greatest books I've ever read in my entire life, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. That is probably the first time I started reading it. I, for the life of me, can't remember who told me to read it, but it is maybe the most interesting book I've ever read. I think I told you to read it. I mean, hell, I can't remember who did it, so we're giving you the credit for it. Nice. Pat's for you. Um, no, it is, it is arguably my favorite book of all time. I think it genuinely will have such a profound effect on most people's brains. Um, and I was... I'm not going to say familiar with Adler. I knew who Adler was, but I'd never done any real research into like his philosophy or psychology. So yeah. reading it in the format that that book is written in, which I don't think I've ever read another book like that, is probably one of the most interesting things I've ever read. It's a conversation, the whole book. Yeah, it's fascinating. Everyone who's reading this, in my mind, there's probably going to be like our top, top two choices each at the end of it. That's 100% going on mine, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you're trying to say that it's less better than this book, dude? <laughs> the GOAT? Anyone anyone who prints a book that large just immediately gets disqualified. It's, it's just unnecessarily large. Yeah, absolutely not. I literally have encyclopedias in it's my... So in, big. It's big. <laughs> it's unreasonably large. Like, it, the text even isn't that big. No, it's only 150 pages. Each page but, is like a foot. <laughs> but, I mean, in totally Hormozy, like, you can't not see it. It's did you, bright did, fucking purple. It's did massive. Did you hear that he's a uh, he's... bookshelf? <laughs> you need to literally have it out at all times. It's genius. Um, did you see he's dropping the whole I have nothing to sell you thing because he thinks that it's disingenuous that he's selling the book for 99 cents? Mm. yeah he came out and posted it he was like hey guys can we stop saying that i have nothing to sell you because in reality i do have something to sell you it's my book and i feel an asshole so can we stop talking about it which i think is actually kind of mature uh it's just dude like we get it it's not a big deal he was like but that means i can also make merch so the merch play is the real reason <laughs> he is gonna make it's all tens of millions it's all calculated because now they're like oh wait the people who didn't know he had a book wait he had a book oh it's only 99 cents boom sold Genius. Yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal marketer. Yeah. He's pretty great. Um, cool. So those are books. Um, I got one more. I got one more. This is my, yeah. this is my seminal reading for anyone in sales. The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf DeBelli. This is a collection of, I think, 120, maybe less. Uh, no, 99 different uh, cognitive biases and a story or explanation for each of them. My perspective is if you have an understanding of cognitive biases, you will be far better suited to sales simply by virtue of you will understand the word coming out of your mouth better. You will understand their effect on people much better. You will understand how the human brain works much better and it will allow you to sell in a more effective way. Even if you read just this book, you will have a better concept of the way that reality is formed, like I have a pocket full of money, how reality yeah. is formed by the brain. And if you can do that, you will be in a better place to sell as a result. Boom. I like that. Send me that link. I just actually, I just bought, this is on my. Turning pro. Oh, is this Stephen Pressfield? You're like the third person to show me this book. 
in like yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the easiest thing to read. It's it's like the opposite of Hormozy. It's like <laughs> it's like eight words. Of, like what is that? That's not page. It looks like I was like a doing a research. It's like an paper. excerpt of a book per page. You need to you need to write a four page essay. This is the fourth page. <laughs> But yeah, but it's it's a weird one, right? Because like a part of me says you don't need to read anything in order to be good at sales, right? You need to master the fundamentals. You need to get your reps. You need to make sure you review calls. You need to do all of the practical stuff, and it will come. It's over the that. act of caring about your craft, and that was going to be my, my my exact next point, right? It's like okay, yeah, can you be tunnel vision to be like I'm going to just do the reps and do the reps, and do the reps and practice? Yeah, sure. But if you don't take the wisdom of people who have done it a million times, you don't get to jump that gap, right? You always yeah. be on the same track as everyone else doing sales. And the best people that I've met, hundred percent. And the best people at sales I've met genuinely, truly do immerse themselves. And like, yeah, for example, I, I I met a guy today who uh, who does like multiple eight and well, seven and eight figure deals as a standard that is his standard deal size and yeah. we were talking about sales books and we kind of talked about all of the major gurus Cole gordon jeremy minor um you name it we talked about it today including sales books and he mentioned a couple of books and i feel like i'm fairly well versed in the sales book world that i've never heard of and i just immediately bought them because all right I cool mean, yeah 100 percent um but it's like, because I genuinely care about my craft, I'm going to do that research. Do you oh, need dude, to if you are going to start? Yeah. I buy books like crazy. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, buy this book. I'm like, oh, yeah, $12? Fuck yeah. yeah. $12 isn't real money. Just book. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's not real. Like, <laughs> if this could make, it's going to make me $12. Exactly. If even one page of this is useful, it's worth 12 bucks. Yeah. Because that one That's page at some point. Because I'm not going to make you $12. <laughs> And they're more expensive, right? Yeah, and that Musashi book was like fucking 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot for a book. Um, okay, wait, 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 question. Weirdest book on your bookshelf? Weirdest book? Yeah, like just the, the, the strange one that you look at and go, I don't really know why I buy that, but eh, I got it now. Uh, so, I don't know if it's the weirdest book. Yeah, but I think it's like, um, I don't know. Andre told me to buy it. I never read it. It's called. Uh, you won't know. I'm still. Uh, you, when I stop talking, now, you'll know I'm dead. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's on my list. I haven't bought it. I haven't read it. But it's meant to be really good. It, it gets rave reviews. So I like it. <laughs> simple man, simple pleasure. I can't read good, so. Um, yeah, I've I've heard of it. It's meant to be good. So in like, not to sound weird, but. I really, so on the fiction to nonfiction, mm -hmm. there is zero fiction in, in my book repertoire. Really? Yeah. It is all like these Functional. types of books. Yeah. 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 I also didn't, I think I took a hiatus from reading for like. 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. Whereas I, I never stopped reading. I just yeah. switched the books I started reading. So reading has always been like a default action for me. <clears throat> it's very easy for me to just go. Okay, I'm just going to pick this up and read it now. Just rip through a book in a day. Yeah. Um, weirdest book on my bookshelf? Not so much weird, just kind of like strange why you would, like, why I have this. Kind of. How to get away with murder. <laughs> no. Uh, it's called The Great Thinkers of the Western World. Okay? Okay. 
Is that like the Titans book? Imagine the Titan book if it was on fucking steroids. So okay. this book is the hun- the major ideas and classic works of more than a hundred outstanding Western philosophers, physical and social scientists, psychologists, religious writers, and theologians. I got to page seventy of reading like one of these people a day, and I genuinely was tired. Bro, look at this. And there are like three or four pages of this per one excerpt, right? So Zeno of Alea. Just keep going. Right? He's just a guy. Just some dude. Just some dude, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Is it kind of useful to know how these people think and, like, these are the ideas that have shaped Western civilization? Sure. How useful is this? Pretty low down on the fucking list. I genuinely would rather read a sash in this. This is tough to read. So, like, now I've kind of gotten into it and I'm like, oh, okay, let me look through the, the fucking contents page of this and actually see who I give a shit about reading. Um, let me find some people in here. Um, okay, I just flicked to this page. Oh, Schrodinger. I know who Schrodinger is. That's probably going to be an interesting read because I need to know who the hell he is versus just knowing his name, right? Um, Mendelev. I know who that person is. Don't know what he did. Probably useful for me to read all the people that I know the names of. Equally then you just get into the path of, like, confirming information where you only read stuff that you already know about, and I feel that's dumb. So I just resolved to putting it on my bookshelf and never looking at it again. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I should just go take the names out of all of these books and just go and read the first five lines of Wikipedia for all of them. That uh, would probably be helpful, I can't lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's super dense. But, like, the ones that I have read were super interesting. Yeah. They're just kind of useless. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people don't read. They read the wrong things, and they're like, dude, this is terrible. Yeah. I think you, you alluded to it earlier. Like, the one thing that I've now only learned and gotten into is the idea that, like, you can skip ahead in the book. You can put down a book if you don't like it. That's okay. Whereas when I was a kid, I was like, but I, I want to know how the story ends. Like, I have to finish it. Yeah. Whereas now, I read, like, three or four pages from one chapter, and I'm like, I don't care about any of this. Skip it. Read a couple of pages. Oh, this is useful. Take some notes. Skip again. Eh, this I is crap. Really, uh, Put the whole book down. I heard a TikTok with Ty Lopez talking about like his most favorite books. And um, I bought one on Audible. Dude, sometimes Audible can fucking ruin a book for you. Like absolutely ruin. Because whoever's... Just, let, me, let me just play this for everyone. Okay. It's called The Civilization and It's Disconnence. Okay. By Sigmund Freud. Okay. You should probably know who Sigmund Freud is. Yeah. Listen to this. In fact, come nearer to this goal than any other method. I am, of course, speaking of the way of life which makes love the center of everything, which looks for all satisfaction in loving and being loved. A psychical attitude of this sort comes naturally enough to all of us. One of the forms in which love manifested... I don't care <laughs> how good the book is. Who? Thank God Sigmund Freud is dead, because he would be pissed at this guy reading his word. I bought it, and I was so pumped. Ty Lopez is like, dude, the first, like the whole second chapter will change my yeah. entire life. I was like, cool, that's worth it. I just want to read the second chapter, and I turned it on. I was at the gym in the sauna where I like to listen to Audible, and this guy, I was like, nope, I was like, <laughs> I'm done here. Fuck this, I'm out. I was like, this is, t- I, I can't even understand, I just hate it so much. So even, that, even as an English person, that was great. He's way <laughs> too posh. 
it's like annoying. Like I can yeah. do that, and I'm English, and I know people that sound like that. Yeah, like yeah. pick your pick your your voiceover actors carefully. You ever write a book very carefully? Yeah, that's why I mostly did it himself. <laughs> yeah, when when I wrote the book that I wrote with my mate, we did it ourselves. We sat in a buddy studio and we literally like read parts out, and it was great. Yeah, definitely should do that. But I got, hopefully that's not singing for his voice. I don't know if they could record his voice back then, but if they could, I hope that wasn't it. Um, okay. Sigmund Freud was very much not an Englishman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good good uh, wrap-up spot. Uh, <laughs> be careful about Audible. could ruin a really good book. Yeah. Um, they should let you preview it. Oh, maybe they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sure you can get like one-minute samples. All right. Wrap it up. Um, two books that people have to read as a result of this podcast. Pitch Anything and High Pocket Full Money. Okay. Pitch Everything by Oren Glaff. We'll put that in the in, in the show notes. Happy Pocket Full of Money. Who wrote that? Gakandi. And Happy Pocket Full of Money by that guy. Uh, my one, The Art of Thinking Killy, uh, Rolf DeBay. You'll see it. It's this big shiny gold blob on a white uh, on a white book. And then the other one is um, the Courage Dislight by two Japanese yeah. dudes name I will butcher. I would honestly do that, but I knew you were going to do it. So yeah. <laughs> that's a great book. That's just going to be the number one. Courage you Dislike was awesome. Um, cool. Next week. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. All right. <laughs> well, if you watch all 12 episodes, we appreciate you. We will see you next week.